Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. All right, welcome to Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor. I am your host, Victor Dadaj. I hope you are having an amazing day so far. Today we have an incredible guest. This guy is awesome. I've known this guy for a number of months now and I've gotten to know him very well. He is a professional speaker. He is also a sales and communication coach. He is an Amazon best-selling author, and he's a top leader in the network marketing industry, and he's been happily married for 36 years. So let's welcome my, my dear friend, Mr. Stephen Richardson. How are you doing today, Stephen? Mr. Victor Dadaj, we made it. Man, I am happy and grateful, healthy and strong. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. It's wonderful to have you here and I'm um, looking forward to talking to you today. So I'd like to get started, my friend, by asking you, how did you get started in becoming an entrepreneur? What, you know, please share your journey with us. It, it's really interesting, brother. Uh, you know, when you look at the path of most entrepreneurs, you can see the signs early. They're typically the people who have newspaper route, or they're the ones who are selling candy. They're the ones who are doing all kinds of side hustles. And I was not that person at all. And I really had a very traditional, you know, upbringing. And, you know, my father's a physician, he's uh, retired. And, and my mom was a social worker early on. And I just was basically raised to think about going to school and getting into college and getting decent grades and finding a job. And that, that's really the way it started. So I had no desire or no even thoughts of being an entrepreneur until let's just say the opportunity was thrust upon me. So I, I started out my, my corporate career. Actually, I, I left, you know, when I, when I graduated from college, I actually went to Japan and lived there for a few years. And when I came back to the United States, my first, you know, job was in, in retail and I actually had maybe three or four retail jobs that lasted you know, a total of 17 years. And let's just say I, got, I, I became part of the retail industry during the end of, let's just call it the glory days, where this really before a lot of online you know, activity was going on and people had to still have stores and go into stores. But after getting laid off three times over my, over my career, that third time I got laid off, I basically decided that I didn't want to feel that way. I did not want to be put in a position where somebody else had such control over my life and the ability to provide for my family. So it wasn't until the third time that I got laid off from my, you know, what I thought and hoped was going to be a secure job slash career that I decided to open up my mind. Of, of being an entrepreneur. So, you know, people actually asked me early on of my career, do you ever want to have your own business? Do you want to have your own thing? And I answered, absolutely not. And it really was out of, of ignorance and not knowing the opportunities and, and not and thinking that it wasn't possible for me. So that was a long answer to a very simple question, but it, it wasn't a, a traditional path of, of always wanting to, to be my own boss. Well, thank you for sharing that, my friend. And a lot of people actually have gone through your trail. Not everyone that became an entrepreneur or a network marketer, affiliate marketer, 
did it, you know, they, didn't, they weren't necessarily entrepreneurial when they were growing up. They didn't have their, you know, paper route or other stuff like that. It's just eventually something happened while they were working. I think many of us went through your path. We went through the corporate world. We say, this is the way to do it because that's what we were taught to do. Go there, everything will be well. And that might have worked 40, 50 years ago because you would go to IBM, you work 45 years, you retire, get a pension, get your gold watch. And as we've seen over the last 20, 30 years, it doesn't work that way. People change jobs constantly. People get let go from jobs. There's almost no job security unless maybe you work a government job. But uh, generally, that's not. And from your experience, you know, after your third time being let go, you say, you know what, maybe I got to look at something different because, like you said, you had no control over who let you go. No matter how good a job you have, and some things are, you, you could do the best that you can, but unfortunately, there's always going to be some things out of your control. So all you could control were the things that you yourself could do which is, I believe, one of the reasons why you started opening your mind, like you mentioned, to other possibilities. And I think that's one of the reasons why you were open to entrepreneurship after the third time you got let go. Am I correct? That's right. Uh, here, here's what enabled me to take the jump. When my, you know, the companies, I, I don't even, not necessarily even name the companies, but let's just say it, it sounds good on paper. I ran multi-million dollar locations for multi-billion dollar corporations, blah, blah, blah. But when I was laid off from that last you know, job where they basically shut down all of the stores and you know, the fellow managers that I worked with, we had a pretty good reputation for running good profitable operations. And I got several job offers immediately after you know, leaving my, my company. And when I received a job offer that was bigger than I'd ever received before, including my most recent position, I really thought to myself, huh, I do have a track record of success. I've been doing this for 17 years now. And if these people are gonna come after me, I have some skills that if I wanted to get a job, I always could do that. So that's really, it, it gave me the, the confidence that if this, and I didn't have a timeline or I'm going to give this thing 90, you know, two years or whatever, but I realized that worst case, if something did happen and I had to go back into the full-time job force that I could get a job. And that's really what enabled me to, to take the leap. All right. So that's very good. You, you had that belief in yourself because you know, you could still get a job in what you were doing before in case this new thing didn't work out. So I guess you didn't feel as much pressure. You didn't like saying that I need to make this work for my family because if because, you know, you're afraid if you don't, you know, you won't be able to help support your family. But you knew that if things didn't work out, you can always go back. So that was a good thing. So I'm guessing because you didn't go back, things eventually worked out for you in the new entrepreneurial journey that you were doing. Am I correct? And how yeah. long did, would you say yeah. it took you before you started seeing some success in the industry? Well, uh, I definitely would say. 17 and a half years into this side of the journey. So I, I crossed over the halfway mark. So I, I have been a full-time entrepreneur for now longer than I have had a job. So it's very interesting to have that type of a, of a track record, but I can't say that I have arrived anywhere near where I, I know I can go and want to go. And you know, once, once you're able to, to start paying the bills, and once you're able to have the confidence that you can figure this thing out, that, you know, it, it was it was a few years down the line, but I, I've, I've always been very fortunate to be able to cross paths or some people would say attract some, some pretty amazing people into my life who've 
taken me under their wings and they've, they've never done the work for me, but they've taught me and empowered me how to be successful. So it, it took a while, but the interesting thing about my entrepreneurial path, and I think you and I were in a conversation yesterday about this, and that is a lot of people think that it is an all or nothing type of a thing where there's only a traditional way of having your own business. And having a background in retail, knowing the, the challenges of brick and mortar and employees and inventory and, and the limitations of expansion, I never wanted to have that type of a business where I was tied to a lot of resources and upfront investment. So one thing I did know about entrepreneurship is I did not want to ha have a lot of risk and I did not want to have a lot of overhead or headaches or restrictions. So I, I chose business models that enabled me to, let's just say, navigate lightly uh, on, on my path. Yeah, and that's a good point. I think some people, when they hear entrepreneurship and they hear that there's a lot of, you know, I guess they probably confuse it with offline marketing, offline businesses, which it could take a lot of money. Like a franchise, for example, you get a McDonald's franchise and it costs you one or two million to, to pay for it. And then you got to follow their system and it, it, you, you're, prop, you, you're working a lot of hours and it takes a lot to get profit. So most of those offline businesses, it takes several years. Whereas a lot of online businesses, for example, network marketing, the, the startup costs are like very low. So even if you don't succeed in it, you really don't lose a lot of money. You're usually paying a little bit upfront and probably an auto ship of 50 to $100 a month. So if after a year, you haven't made that, you know, really made any money, you can have really lost that much. So like you say, there's not a lot of risk, but there's a lot of potential benefits as we discover from talking to these people uh, who have succeeded in this industry. So the, the and I think we can both speak from our experiences Stephen, that the risks in this industry, I mean, the, the benefits definitely outweigh the risk if you're willing to put in the time. I like the fact you say you haven't arrived yet. So some people, when they've had a certain point, they feel like, oh, I've arrived. They get complacent. They lose that hunger and they, they stop working and or they feel they know it all. And then their business starts to suffer. And I think one thing that's very important in this industry and let me know if you agree is you need to be humble and you need to be teachable. You always need to be learned because there's always so much more you can learn. You can learn from so many people. There are things you can always do to improve your business. And once you lose the humility, that's when you get into trouble. So I, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because you know, you've had a lot of success and I'm glad you brought up your mentors. So if you don't mind, I also talk a little bit more about that because I think sometimes People, when they work online, this seems to be one of the few industries where people think they can succeed without a mentor. Now, you can have some success without a mentor, but I believe you can have a lot more success if you have a good person to guide you, to, you know, to guide you along the way in your journey. So you might talk a little bit about that as well, my friend. Well, we're going to put a pin in that and go back just for a minute because you gave me way too much. You gave me way too much credit in talking about my humility. And while I do believe I am relatively humble now, probably 17, 15, probably 15 years ago, I was not very humble. And there's just something about being around for a while and, and having the universe, let's just say, humble you if you're not willing to, to humble yourself. Now, there, there have been times, and it's really funny, I had a conversation yesterday with somebody who we both know about Let's just talk about the the young, the up and coming young entrepreneurs and their mindset in that 
a lot of them think they know everything, that they're immortal and that they don't need any help and that they'll figure it out. And all of those are great. And some of them sometimes rarely are actually true, but I thought all of those things and felt all of those emotions until, like I said, once again, the universe had its way of, of humbling me. So I'm, I'm a much humbler man now than I was back in the beginning. So I'm, I'm glad we met in 2020 uh, actually 2021, as opposed to back in, in 2009, 2010. <laughs> okay. So ask, ask me, do, do me a favor, and you have to do the, the whole question again, but ask me the question about mentorship one more time. Sure, I will, but I'm glad you brought that up too, because I think a lot of us have gone through that phase where, you know, pride gets in the way, and then something happens to us, which kind of uh, humbles us, so sometimes we need to learn the hard way, so thank you for sharing that, and that shows that what we are now is not what we have always been. You know, we were different five, 10, 15 years ago. The people that are successful were not necessarily successful five, 10 years ago. They were struggling, but they did these things which made them successful. And, and those that are more humble today, they were, sometimes they were more prideful and arrogant, but life happens, something happened to humble them and they learned their lessons, which thankfully you did because sometimes people don't learn. So I just also, what I wanted to ask you before was, Talk a little bit more about the, the mentors, the impact they've had in your life and why it's so important because in, in, it seems like a lot of people that work online, they seem to think they can get by, become really successful without a good mentor. Whereas if you look all around in most of the industries, everyone has someone that's guiding them, that's, that's leading, you know, mentoring them in this journey. And because I believe you can be good without a mentor, but if you really want to be great, you really, it's, it's almost impossible without a mentor to guide you. So, I'd like you to talk more about that and your, you know, how it's impacted your, your, your life and your business. Well, there are a lot of very smart people out there, a lot smarter than me. There are a lot of very hardworking people out there who work a lot harder than maybe even you and me. And the, the key part that I learned, and I'm not sure someone taught me this if I figured it out on my own, and that is if we could have figured out whatever we're trying to figure out, if we could have figured it out by ourselves, we would have done it by now. Kind of makes sense, right? If, if, there's some, if there's one person on this planet that I wanna be successful and achieve everything that they've ever wanted to achieve, it's me, selfishly. Yeah, maybe so I can help my family, my friends, the whatever causes that, that I'm, I'm, I'm you know, focused on. But if I could have figured all those things out by now, I wouldn't necessarily put myself through what I've had to go through. So if you want to shorten the learning curve, compress timeframes, my recommendation is you find a crazy idea that you find somebody who's already done what you desire to do. And another thing I've learned, I've done my share of coaching and mentoring training, whatever, um, you know, high school and college kids. And one thing I, I do my best to help them understand is while you're in school, you have to do your own work and possibly show it. You get no credit out there in the real world, especially in the deep waters of entrepreneurship for figuring it out on your own. It's all about the production. What can you do? What can you produce? Who can you help? It doesn't matter whose idea it was. It doesn't matter you know, what part of the, the equation you're a part of, as long as you figure out the answer. That's why our, our cell phones and, you know, the internet basically makes each and every one of us geniuses. If we just leverage a system or a tool that you don't have to do it on your own. So when I figured that out, I started to search 
looking for people who had what I wanted, who helped the people who I want to help, who could do the things I wanted to do. And just through a, a very interesting way of, of service, uh, I, be, I you know, built relationships with them and they're willing to teach me. So, you know, it, it's extremely important. Um, I, I will give most people the benefit of the doubt that ultimately, eventually, you will probably figure this thing out on, on your own if the universe doesn't you know, speed the clock up and all of a sudden you're out of time. But why wait and why go through unnecessary challenges? You're still gonna, you're still gonna have to do the work. These coaches, these mentors who you can find or attract into your life, they will help you teach you, support you, train you, mentor you, but they're not going to do the work for you. They will simply probably give you an opportunity and then show you the way and it's gonna be up to you, up to me, to actually you know, execute on what they taught you and to do the work. No, well said. I really enjoy what you just shared there. Number one, it's gonna, they're gonna compress the time frames needed to succeed. So instead of taking you five, 10 years, it might take one or two years. So why waste all that time? We don't have to, you know, like you said, it's everything is based on, like you said, you teach the students in, in entrepreneurship, it's just based on your production your results. That's all people are looking at, you know, all the other stuff, it doesn't really matter. It's what's, what's produced. So it's what you get out there. So you got to focus on that. So if you can learn to get that stuff more quickly, get the mentor. And like you said, they're not going to, they're not going to do everything for you. They can't, they can guide you. And it's like what Jim Rohn said, you can't hire someone to do the push-ups for you. You have to do them yourself. So ultimately, you still need to take the actions, but they can guide you to what are the correct actions to take so you can get everything done more quickly. You can make the money more quickly, get the products done more quickly, do the things you need to do. And why not? You, you, could, you, you, know, you, can, you can go on YouTube and Google, all that stuff, eventually figure it out, but it might take you three or four times longer. And why waste all that time when you don't have to? So... Thanks for sharing that. That was very brilliant. And uh, well, I, I continue. I continue to learn from you, brother. And you, you mentioned Jim Rome. And one of the things I love about you, other than just your, your, your servant heart and your positive spirit, is your commitment to personal development. And when you, when you truly understand that you have the opportunity to leverage somebody else's knowledge and wisdom and experience, you know, I was on a, you know, in a training environment the other day and out of the 10 people who were having a conversation, we had over a hundred years worth of high level experience and success. So flashback to where I was 15, 20 years ago, flashback to where a lot of young and up and coming entrepreneurs, whether it's age or just because they've never done it before, why would I start out at zero as opposed to start out with a hundred years worth of it, of experience and wisdom? So just really driving home. It is so important. If you choose to the shortest path is to somehow, some way, find a mentor, find a coach. And, you know, with the, the benefits of, of technology, internet, you can find one right away. No, absolutely. You know, like you say, you surround yourself with a hundred years of experiences and that's going to help so much more than, you're by yourself, you're sorry, you have zero years of experience. So, you know, get that mentor, you know, reduce the time frames. surround yourself with successful people. The more successful you can surround yourself with and you learn, you, the more you get, you learn from their wisdom, you feed off of their positive success or energy. So 
I think being around successful people is definitely huge. And I think you want to say something. And with, with your permission, the caveat is be very, very careful who you choose to listen to. It is so important. And you and I know, you know very well, you probably know better than I do. There are so many voices out there that are giving advice. And some of them sound pretty good. And some of that advice, advice is, is maybe on track, even though it wasn't done from personal experience, it was all done on theory. So, you know, I, I was talking to, a, 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 I think it's about 20 or so years ago, I'm 20 or so years old. And, you know, I was talking about the, the people that he is listening to because he was telling me something that I knew wasn't true. But he had such conviction because he listened to somebody else tell him. And I asked him, you know, had, had this person ever personally had success? And I said, well, I'm, I'm not sure about that. And I really helped him understand that there are really three groups of people who are giving advice. One group is somebody who's never done something before. Now, they may or may not have information, but they've never done it themselves. Now, as I asked this young man, will those people give you recommendations or advice all day long. Another person is somebody who has tried it, but they quit for whatever reason, valid or invalid. Will those people give you recommendations or advice all day long? And the spin is probably not gonna be too good because they tried and they failed. And then you have the group of people who's actually been there, done that and exceeded at a high level. I don't know about you, but actually I do know about you because I know who you listen to and the type of mentors that you have. I'm going to choose somebody who has achieved a high level of success and is willing and able to, to teach me. So I, I had to put that in there because there are a lot of people listening to some very interesting voices and getting some bad information. And, and as I was telling a friend, uh, I wish them much happiness, success, but it's, it's going to be an interesting journey for them. No, I agree. And I'm glad you brought that up. You always have to be careful who you're listening to because that's very important. And sometimes people listen to the wrong people and it can hurt their journey. It can hurt their business. So find someone who's done what you want to do, who's been successful at it and is willing to share and help you out with it. So I agree. Be very careful who you listen to. And not just in this, but in everything. Look who you're listening to. Have they done what you want? Very often, the people that dissuade us and talk us out of it are people who've never done it who, who had a bad so they didn't succeed and very often it's because they didn't do the work and they say it's not worse and no one makes money in it and they're the wrong people to listen to and you know what they might be talking out of a dream that if you pursued could totally change your life so i agree you got to be very careful who you listen to so and and i'm hoping everyone that listens to this is listening to this interview is paying attention to what you recommend choose the person who's successful at it, who's done it who has the result that you want and is willing to help teach you and guide you. So I agree, be very careful who you choose out there. The next thing I wanna, well, and also I just wanna talk about, you mentioned personal development. I agree, in this industry, it is so important. You need to work on it day in and day out. And Jim Rohn, well, you know, I love to quote, says work harder on yourself than on your job. If you work hard on your job, you can make a living. And if you work hard on yourself, you can make a fortune. So that is a very important part of this journey. I know we talk about it a lot and I know that the person well we've done over the years has definitely changed us, made us stronger people, made us realize how much more capable we are of, of the great things we've accomplished. Because a lot of times, I don't think people realize they have so much greatness in them, but they're not aware of it. And that's why a lot of times they don't believe they can do it. But if most of us will realize 
if we just realized how much greatness, how much ability we had inside ourselves, we could totally change as well. Do you agree, my friend? Absolutely. And it's really interesting when you look back, I'll just take my own experience, whether it was at home and I have have two amazing parents. My father is, is knocking on the door of 90 years old. We're having a big celebration in a few weeks and, you know, outstanding mom and, you know, good education, good college, all that kind of great stuff. But in in, in a, a, a very, a good corporate career, and not really want outside of traditional formalized education of high school and college. Did anybody recommend that I do any type of outside personal self-development? And it's just interesting how when you come across somebody who knows who Jim Rome is or Earl Nightingale or Dale Carnegie or Stephen Covey, or I, we could go on and on, right? John C. Maxwell, you you can immediately identify that person as an entrepreneur, probably a network marketer, because those two areas understand more than any other area, I, I believe, how important the journey is and who the responsibility really, whose shoulders that falls upon, that's the individual. And there's, once we cross the threshold, and I know you're a little bit younger than I am, I'm not sure how old I look, but I'll be 60 years old next month, that you have to take the responsibility on your own. And once we got these little fancy cell phones and have access to the internet, there is no question that we cannot get answered. So there's no excuse not to know how to do something, whether you have a physical mentor or not. So it's just, the opportunity is ours and it makes it a whole bunch easier but also a whole much more challenging because the ocean is so deep with people giving advice. And that's true. And you can get easily hit with information overload. You don't know who to listen to, what to listen to, because there's so much information out there. And I think it's a one danger in this industry is because as, as important as personal development is, I think sometimes people want to spend too much time doing it. And, and while you should do it, you should not spend, yeah, I've done it too. You don't spend eight hours on personal development every day, but spend a half hour working your business. You got to spend a lot more time working your business than the person about you. You can definitely spend an hour or two every day on the person, but don't spend the whole day doing it. Don't spend six hours on webinars every single day. Because the thing is, if you're not taking action what you're learning, it's it's useless. Then. The power comes from applying it. If you're never talking to people, you're never interacting with people, not reaching out to anyone. And if, you know, if there's no one buying from you, no one joining your business, then uh, what's the point? So just make sure you know and again there, there's you mentioned some great people there's so many great people to listen to and i have a number one i you know i love to read books i recommend a lot of books there's still a lot of books i still haven't read that i'll eventually get to them but i'm not going to read them all today because i got work i need to do i need to work on my business you need to so but one thing i just want to remind people um try to learn as much as you can but don't spend the whole day doing it make sure you're taking action like you're learning um if you read 10 pages of a good book every single day, guess what? At the end of a year, you'll have read 3,650 pages. You have learned a lot. Don't try to learn everything um, in one day. Try just be consistent with what you're doing every single day. So your thoughts, my friend, on that? Well, I, I'll, I'll tie it back together to something that we talked about a few minutes ago, and that's mentorship. When you have a mentor who has already gone through all of those personal development books 
and programs and events and trainings and had their own mentors. And then they make a recommendation or they train you directly. So you have somebody who has not only read, but who has executed and hit a high level because of the teachings on the pole and the hill of thinking grow rich. And that person teaches you. They're really taking the best of the best of all of that personal development and handing it to you. So a lot of times, you know, people who, and you, you know, we like to go to events. We like to jump up and do the rah-rah. We love to attend and maybe even conduct those meetings after the meetings. And a lot of times people come up to me and ask me, you know, what book should I read, Stephen? Which one is it? Is it Think and Grow Rich? Is it Strangest Secret? Is it this? Is it that? And I, I ask them, when was the last time you read your notes? From when you read that book the first time, or maybe even more importantly, when you sat down with your highly successful, knowledgeable servant leader, and that person was teaching you and you took those copious notes, remember? I was right next to you, took all those notes. When was the last time you read those? So a lot of times the, the, the gold, right? Three free from gold is right there in the actual notes. And you know, I'm, I'm at a point while you know, the humility in me understands I have so much more to learn and so much more to do. I really can say, I learned what I need to learn to achieve what I wanted to achieve. It's me doing what what I need to do and just knocking it out of the park. So it's just interesting. That personal development is something. And I am a, a, a culprit of what you just said. When I started my entrepreneur journey 17 and a half years ago, you know where I used to hang out, Barnes and Noble with the Starbucks nearby, because that's where us broke network marketers and, and wannabe entrepreneurs used to hang out. And the good news is, even if I was not doing what I should have been doing, which was making my calls and having meetings and prospecting as much as I should have, I was devouring the personal development sections and the business and the sales and the leadership. So that's really the, the foundation of a lot of my personal development was logging in all those hours that you talked about in the, the Starbucks inside those old good old fashioned Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble used to be a bookstore, by the way. I used to spend a lot of time in Barnes and Noble <laughs> too, so I spent a lot of time reading books there too. So I, I totally hear where you're coming from because I used to do the same thing. It was nice, fun, have a cup of coffee, relax, read, and uh, you could spend hours there. So it, it was a lot of fun. You could devour all that knowledge and learn. <laughs> but I, I also like what you said about, uh, are you going over those notes you took at the event from your mentor? Because a lot of times people take notes, but they never look at it again. They don't take, the thing is, the notes are there for you to look over again and to take action on them. And usually for most of those things, if you don't take action, what you learn within 72 hours, you will forget most of it. So that's why it's so important to review it again and then take action on it because it will sink in more into your mind. So I'm glad you brought that up. I'd like to go back to your uh, background in retail because obviously I, I would expect since you're in retail, you talk to a lot of different people, you're in, interact with a lot of people. And um, how much would you say that helped you, you know, working in network marketing, for example, because in this industry, you need to talk to a lot of people. And a lot, one thing that stops a lot of people is that they're afraid to talk to people because they're afraid of rejection and that they won't know how to react. But I would assume in retail, because you had to talk to people all the time, did it help you develop more of a thick skin when talking to people? I wish it had. It probably should have. 
And you know, since since it's just you and me talking, nobody else is watching. No one else will ever will ever see this recording. I'll, I'll share something with you. I did a lot of my entrepreneurial career backwards are different than most people. And we'll just take the, the network marketing piece. A lot of times, most times when people start, they don't have a lot of skills. They have a lot of desire, but they don't have a lot of skills, communication skills, leadership skills, that type, that, that type of thing. And when I started my retail journey, I started out as a, as a store manager. And I didn't have any experience in running a retail store. I had very little sales experience, but what I did have at the time and still do is I speak fluent Japanese. So it was a type of a store, I worked at a duty-free shopper store, and it was a type of location where almost more than anything else, they needed somebody who was willing and able to work hard who could speak fluent Japanese because that's who a lot of my staff were, that's who most of our customers were at the time. So I was thrown into management out of the gate and didn't do a lot of the necessary work in the trenches, interacting with customers directly. So it's really interesting how my journey has not been normal in a lot of ways. So you know, I did not really develop the sales skills. I usually was the person behind the person, the person behind the team that taught and trained and mentored those people, those groups to be successful. So when, you know, once again, this is the, the humility part, the pride part, when I left corporate America, you know, was led to the door, led to the edge. I came out thinking that I had a lot of stuff going on and I did, but the skill set was different. I didn't have the skills of actually leading. I had the skills of managing. I didn't have the skills of selling myself. I had the skill of being able to teach somebody how to be a good, possibly great salesperson. So that really was my challenge early on in my career was developing those necessary skills that most people figure out and then have to work on the communication skills. They have to be willing and able to get on a call or in front of a room. I already had that coming in. That's why I really thought that I was going to be able to knock things out of the park. And that's what got me distracted with the skills that I did have and the pride that I really hadn't earned yet, if that makes sense. And that makes sense because you thought you had you had certain skills, but you thought you had some of those skills that would help you in this journey to be right. So you would like certain other skills. And actually, you mentioned managing versus leadership, and that's very important in entrepreneurship because I think sometimes people seem to think they're the same thing, but there's a difference between the two of them. Well, so you might talk a little bit the difference, like like we are an entrepreneur, never mark or whatever. The difference between leading people versus managing people, because there is a difference. And I think sometimes people don't realize that. And there's, a, there's definitely a difference. You mind talking about that? Well, if we're going to talk about leadership, the, the, the smartest thing I can do is anybody who wants to learn about leadership, John C. Maxwell, devour, go down the rabbit holes, anything he's written, and he's written more books on that subject than anybody is probably still recognized as, as the number one thought leader in, in leadership development. I, I've learned a lot from him from a book standpoint. So that's the first and foremost. Don't listen to me, listen to John C. Maxwell. Uh, but having the opportunity to, to answer your question, the biggest difference for me is 
when you're in a corporate environment where somebody works for you, maybe you're not actually signing the check, but you're responsible for their activities, their production, all, all that kind of good stuff. They have to do a lot of things just because you have a title and just because you have some power over them with regards to scheduling and salary, you might even be able to, to you know, let them go. In the world of network marketing especially, but a lot of entrepreneurship, you are partnering with people, even though you have more experience and more wisdom and maybe more, let's just say recognition, you don't have any more authority than they do. So you telling somebody what they should do or casting the vision has nothing to do with rank. So, and I can't remember which book it is, maybe it's Five Levels of Leadership. The you know, positional leadership is all about having a title. Yes, in network marketing, we have pin ranks and all that kind of good stuff, but there's no real power behind a title in network marketing. You have to earn it by your posture and by your performance. There are certain reasons why someone will follow you. So it's leading somebody to a destination that they want to go to. Sometimes you have to help them understand why they want to go there but there's no real authority over them is really part of the, the leadership transition from just managing. Managing is just do this, do that, but it, it's really the, the inspiration piece, the be able to the, the cast the vision piece and being able to have people perform when you are not physically there and they know that it's for their, their, their benefit. So it, it's a, <laughs> having said that, going down some rabbit hole into the weeds, John C. Maxwell is my biggest answer for that question. Um, number one, I totally agree. I love John Maxwell. He's the most, he's the foremost authority on leadership. So if you want to learn about leadership, read his books because he explains it well. He talks about a lot of what you just said, guiding a person to leading them to where they want to go for their benefit, not telling them what to do, like you do it, like you say, in a corporate job. And it's really, it's, you don't have that authority to tell them what to do. So you're not their boss, but you have influence over them. You can persuade them because they respect you. They they know where you come from. They see what you accomplish and they see you have a person of integrity. So they know you mean what you say and that you, you have credibility with them. So I think those, a bunch of those things combined is why they're willing to listen to you because they, they realize you've done, you're a person of, a, of credibility, you're a person of influence and that, that you, you've accomplished what they want to do. So they're willing to follow you and, and listen to you and they allow you to influence and persuade them because of what you've accomplished. They, they watch what you're doing, how you've help other people succeed. I think a lot of times you've helped a lot of people succeed, your influence and leadership grows because people are more willing to listen to you because they've seen what you've done before. So it's based on those things and not just simply a rank and authority saying, you know, I'm your manager, you do this or you get fired. So that's why I want to ask you about this. A lot of people don't understand that. And if you want to be a leader in this industry, you got to do the things that you mentioned. So I'm glad you brought that up and just read John Maxwell. He is, he is amazing. Um, and the, the, the one the one thing that I will add to that, and you know, I, I was taught this by, by by one of my mentors, and that is the reasons why people follow somebody, the reasons why someone will follow you. And very briefly, past results, current results, uh, integrity, pleasing personality, work ethic. Those are really the reasons why someone will follow you. And notice I didn't say anything about job title or they can hold something over your head. 
So past results, but also current results, you can't just do something once and, and have that title, even though a lot of people are, are one hit wonders and they do, they do pretty well, as you know, uh, out there making money and teaching and co coaching all that kind of good stuff. But so current results and also having a, having a high level of integrity, having a, a, a good, you know, pleasing personality and then having a work ethic. No, and I totally agree with that. You, you have those things. Yeah, can it, you know, no one cares if you did it 15 years ago if you're not doing it now. So it's, it's what have you done lately as well? And that pleasing personality, that definitely is also important. And we both talked about integrity. Integrity is very important. Uh, you know, integrity comes from a word that means a whole, you know, your entire whole person. It's the whole being of you. It's not just one party. So, you know, so you have a person in integrity. That is very important to a lot of people. You know, someone they can trust. If they can't trust you, they're just not going to follow you. You know, so, you know, if you, you know, if you've, you've been, you've been known to be a, a sleazy slander people, you know, mislead people, you know, yeah, if you've let people in scams, yeah, people are, you're not going to, a lot of people are not going to let you lead it. So I, I'm glad you, you mentioned, sorry, because it's a very important part of things. So the next thing I'd like to ask you about is uh, someone who's getting started, who's new to this industry, you know, they're gung-ho, they're excited, they want to be very successful. What are some of the things they should do when they get started, you know, and also maybe some expectations uh, they should be aware of as they're getting started in this industry. So what are some of the things you would recommend to a new person getting started? Well, as you know, we talk about this a lot and we could talk about it for a very long time. So here, here's the punchline. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey all the, it, it probably, and a lot of people know me as Mr. Positivity, but I'm gonna tell you how it is. It's probably going to take longer and be more difficult than you could ever imagine. That's coming up front, but enjoy the journey. So it, it is a process. It's not about anything outside of yourself. It's all about your own development and you're probably, and we're talking about network marketing specifically, but this is also entrepreneurship, especially if you have that coach or that mentor, is if and when you are part of a proven system of success, if and when you are part of a proven system of success, my strongest recommendation is follow the system, at least first, consistently, and see if it works. I'm not sure if I've ever seen a proven system of success that was followed by somebody and they didn't achieve their goal. And the only thing I would change sometimes when people talk about the steps of this and all that kind of stuff, it really is more like a recipe. Because when you say something like steps, and I use, I know I use that, when you say something like steps, People think you can jump steps. But if you are cooking, and I'm, I'm right in your wheelhouse, you're, you're, you're Mr. Gourmet uh, person there. If you skip a step, flip a step, do it the wrong way, it messes everything up. So first and foremost, whatever system you're a part of, if it's proven, follow the system. If you're fortunate enough to have a success coach and or a mentor, not always, not always the same person, probably not the person who sponsored you, even though if you're lucky, they are. If you're lucky enough to have a 
success coach or a mentor who has achieved what you want to achieve at least to the next level. They may not be there yet, but they're further along than you and they're growing, then follow their instructions. And I'm telling you this as if I did it in the beginning, but I didn't. Going back to the not so humble, very proud, broke, very proud, broke, entrepreneur with all this corporate background and some skills. I, I could look good, I could sound good, but as far as knowing how to forget what I needed to forget over there, and I could probably say I've had to forget or ignore more things in from my corporate background than I had to learn to bring it over here because as most people, I thought, well, I was successful over here. This is a cakewalk. I'm gonna kill this. And that couldn't be further from the truth. So that humble part we talked about in the beginning, but follow the system. If it's proven, follow instructions. If you have that right person and you usually know, and once again, you know by their, by their results, their integrity, by their work, I think. I agree. Follow the system is so important. Like you, I came from a corporate background, so I know uh, when I went into this journey, man, I had to learn a lot of things, especially mindset-wise, because it's totally different. So it, you definitely have to, um, if you're coming from that kind of background, you definitely have to unlearn a lot of things, be humble enough and follow the system, because those people that follow the system are the ones that tend to have the more success. And that's why you need that humility. And I like the fact you mentioned the you, comparing it to a recipe instead of following the set because like you said some people when they say follow set they think you can skip a couple but if you're baking a cake and you have to put in all these ingredients if you forget if you leave out a couple of the ingredients guess what the cake's not going to be it's not going to come out well it's not going to taste good but if you put in all the ingredients in that cake and you follow all the directions in the recipe guess what the cake is going to come out really well you're going to give it to your friend victor and your friend Victor's going to be very happy because everyone knows Victor <laughs> loves to eat good food. So, but yeah, you have to follow all the steps in the recipe. People understand that if you leave out two or three of the ingredients, the, the cake or whatever you're making, whatever dish you're making will come out. So, so people say you have to follow all the steps in the recipe, everything in the recipe. So I'm glad you brought it up like you, you explained it like that because you think people can understand. They know you can't skip this or this because the dish will come out very bad. And I also like the fact you mentioned, enjoy the journey. A lot of times people only focus on the results and they don't necessarily get in the beginning, which can be frustrating, but if they don't see the changes that's happened to them as a person, that they're growing and they're becoming better what they do. So I'm glad you mentioned uh, about enjoying the journey. And um, also, and I know you wanna say, but I also wanna talk about, you talk about, because uh, uh, again, just focus on the results and they don't get it. Folk, you talk a little bit about marrying the process versus divorcing the results, which I think is very important as an entrepreneur. And it, it does go hand in hand with what I was getting ready to say. And you used a, a powerful word that, that neither of us you know, really elaborated on, and that is expectation. And it's, it's fascinating to me, maybe it is to you also, is that people will have a, a traditional job, more likely, sometimes traditional business, and with the challenges and with the requirements, if it's a traditional job, probably had to go through 12 years of education, at least, at, at least actually 12 to 16, right? And then 
you have to start at the very bottom and then work your way up. Traditional businesses, you typically have to make a huge upfront investment. And then from that point, basically dig your way out of debt and go and, and then be successful, have a profitable long-term business. And in the world of network marketing, where the entry rate is almost nothing, typically you can get started in any company for about $50, sometimes even less than that. There's no education, there's no background, there's no language. You can think anything and have any type of background and you can get started, which is a great thing and also a challenge. It's fascinating that people like that will have such a short time frame on when they should win and hit big and be rich. Now, a lot of it is our responsibility. And once again, raise my hand first, as far as drinking the Kool-Aid and seeing the vision, seeing people who had been successful, understanding and believing that if he could do it, I could do it. If she could do it, I could do it and believing that it was possible. And then transferring that immediately into other people saying, we're going to do this. We're going to, I said all of that stuff. Understanding first and foremost, this is to help them enjoy the journey and stick in it long enough to develop the skills and the mindset to be successful. The most important part is when you have such a low investment, which is across the board now, back in the day, it was extremely expensive as you know to get started, but now it's almost nothing, typically 25 to $50. But when you get started, when you run a business, especially if it's a side hustle or a plan B or during the normal course of your day around your existing schedule, you have a job, you have a business, you have a main source of income, and then all of a sudden you see an opportunity to do more, to do bigger, to live the number one lifestyle, whatever you want to say, fire your boss, all those terms we use. When you strip all of that away, if somebody is to start their own business, what should they want? They should want to earn their entire investment back in a reasonable period of time and have a profitable business. That's it. If you've made your money back and you're making money, I don't think anybody should ever quit the industry, let alone their company, but then you have all those other emotional facts that, that play into it. So that's a long answer to your question is understand the expectations of it's going to take a long time, probably, but less time than a traditional track. And when you have the opportunities of the industry with all of the support and the systems that are in place, it's as, as someone we both know uh, who talks about this, it's not perfect, but it's probably better. So back to you, sir. <laughs> absolutely. Great point. And I you definitely know who that person is. And he's absolutely right about that. <laughs> yeah. No, like you said, if they can, if you can get the person to recoup their investment and make some money, most likely they're going to stay with the company and they're going to quit. So that's the thing you need to focus on with your new people. I think one thing that people, uh, and one thing a, a friend of ours, a really great successful person, Mark J talks about a lot is, don't focus solely on trying to recruit as many people as possible. Focus on helping those people you bring in help build their business. Because if you bring in 30 people in a month, but none of them are making any money, guess what? They're all going to quit. But if you can help them build their business, help them build their downline, help duplicate downline for all of them, 
most of them are going to stay. So I think too, too often people are something focused too much on recruiting and not enough on helping the people that they bring in help build their business. So something I think we should never lose sight of. If you can help them get into profit, help make some money, they will most likely stay with you. So I'm glad you talked about because I think that's a very important point. One final question I want to ask you is, one thing that stops a lot of people in this industry is, number one, they don't want to talk to a lot of people. They're afraid of getting a lot of no's. And, you know, it's, you know, a lot of people fear rejection. So, you know, you've been in this industry a long time. What would you recommend to someone who's getting started says, you know, I really, I, this, everything I hear about this industry sounds good. I like the products, I like the company, but I'm afraid to talk to people. I'm not somebody, I don't think many that will be interested. How, how could you, what would you recommend to them to overcome their fear of talking to people? And how should I answer this question, my friend? It's, he, as you're asking the question, several answers came to me. One answer is, you're going to have to get over it, so get over it, is the cut to the chase answer. Another answer could be, think back to how just about every person started out as a little kid who would not take no for an answer and would ask over and over and over and over and over and over and over again for whatever they wanted and it didn't phase them when they got a no and they kept asking until they got a yes. I'm not saying be as annoying as a child who can't take no for an answer. I'm just saying 99% of anybody who will say or prove that they have challenges with rejection at one point in their life had no issue with it at all. That was learned or developed. So everything we are going to become, we already are because we're only one person and that comes from inside. So if it was inside of us once, it's still there. So that, that's one encouraging thing to say. Now, we've had this conversation before as far as should we tell them how hard this really is up front and scare a lot of people away, but at least the ones who stick around or who jump in know what they're in for? Or should we just say, it's easy, it's simple, it's just connecting with people, having conversations, sharing some product, sharing opportunity, and we're all going to get rich? There, it's somewhere in, in between, but here, here's what I do tell people who definitely who I personally sponsor, and that is, and you know this, I'm, I'm saying something I didn't learn from you, but I've heard you say it. Those people who we think will do the business and be successful, they won't. And the people who we think had, don't have a chance, who would never do this, do. We're not, we're not allowed the privilege of choosing who will allow us to help them. So say it again. I would love to help. Now I won't call out any people who are very, 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 very close to me or who I really care about or for whatever reason decide not even to look at an opportunity, that's okay. I will love you. I will love them forever. And I had to grow into that mindset. But I want to help people. I start out by help wanting to help specific people, but it took a lot of no's, a lot of rejection, a lot of broken relationships some of them I've never mended. Some of them I'm just mending right now because I was too enthusiastic, too excited, too all of that stuff that 
turns people off. That was me in the beginning. But understanding that while it not, may not be for somebody, my only desire is that hopefully they will receive the information and the opportunity with an open mind and an open heart and get enough information to make an educated decision on whether or not this is something they want to be a part of at some point in their life or at least know what I'm doing so that if the time is not right for them, the match is not right for them, they'll at least understand that if someone who's in their life comes across their path and they say, this is somebody who should talk to Stephen, they'll be willing and able to at least say, there's someone you should talk to and they can feel comfortable introducing them to me. So it's a long answer to your question, but this expectation thing is, is so important. So it, it's all about understanding it's going to be a journey. It's going to take longer and be harder than you've ever imagined. But here's what I can say from personal experience, observation, I know you've seen it yourself. It's worth it. It really is just for who you need to become to achieve what you say you want to achieve. And there's a training I was a part of a long time ago that I'm re revamping. And that is to, to, to challenge people to dream again. And just say, if you could do anything, go anywhere, have anything, help anybody in any way, what would you wanna be able to do? And have them just dream again. Maybe it's pay off all their bills. Maybe it's not have to have a boss that they don't want to. Maybe it's retire a spouse. Maybe it's pay off your kid's education. Maybe it's create that legacy type of a, you know, foundation of financial freedom for, for future generations. Maybe it's donate to whatever cause. All those things up into including the silly stuff of the cars and the, the bling and the travel and all that kind of stuff that I used to say I wanted. And a lot of people still say they do. And if they do, awesome. Here's the thing. If you, if you can't achieve those things right now, you can still go there mentally. But the biggest challenge is now you have this huge dream circle, right? We're filling it up of all these things we want to do, people we want to help. Then you have whatever your income circle is right now. And don't get depressed, but you just had some big dreams. But now whatever your income is from your probably one job or your one business, that income circle is probably a lot smaller than all those dreams. What I used to do, what a lot of people normally do is instead of expanding the income circle, they shrink the dream circle. I'm saying, don't shrink the dream circle. Now more than ever, you have opportunities and resources and people out there willing to help you with an opportunity and support. And I'm just so excited. Can you tell I'm excited? I'm so excited about taking what I have learned and now going out there with the vehicle that I've chosen and help a lot of people. And I'm so excited that our paths have crossed. I, I call you a close, trusted friend, a brother. I really appreciate you. And, and, and because of a certain platform we hopped onto and, and we interact and, and meet a lot of very successful people, a lot of up and coming people, I'm, I'm excited more than ever for our future and the people who decide to work with people like you and me. So I appreciate the, the time and, and those amazing questions, brother. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> you being on here. And, and I appreciate the friendship we've developed over the months. And um, 
and I look forward to our relationship getting better and stronger throughout the upcoming months and years as well. And I love all the things you share, especially the part about dreaming. And a lot of people, you know, like, see, go back to kids. A lot of it, you know, when we were kids, we used to dream big. Yes, we want to be, I want to be an astronaut, I want to be a rock star, a ball player, a sports star, a single, whatever. You ask, then you ask them back in high school, like, you notice their dreams have shrunk. They've shrunk their dreams. So, like you said, they want to fit inside that income circle. And, and I like the fact you want to expand the income, so expand their dreams and get them back to dreaming the way that they wanted to. Dream. I mean, I know one thing, see how records talk about a lot of us, it's not that our our, our goals are big and we don't reach us that our goals are small and we hit them because we often focus too much on small goals. So I like the fact, try to expand people's vision, their dreams, and you know, it could definitely help change their lives. And we talked before about, you know, we don't have the right to judge people, you know, make decisions, make assumptions. We do that all the time. And we've, and you know, we've all experienced it. There's so many insults that we find out they join someone else and they became very successful in that company. I'm like, Man, I wish I'd asked that person. I wish I'd talked to them. You know, I might have a big, you know, a, you know, a, a big income earner might see. So, yeah, you just never know what may happen. This if is- if you and I did not talk to them, shame on us. If we talked to them and did it properly, and they decided someplace else, awesome. We did our job. We wish them nothing but happiness and success. Amen. Totally agree. Yeah. So, like you said, our our job is only to collect the decision from them, and if it's not meant to be, that's fine. But like you mentioned before, and they might meet someone who's interested, someone like that. They can say, you know what? Oh, I could. Uh, this person would be perfect for Steven to talk to, for Victor to talk to. So yeah, you just never know. So we don't have the right to judge people. All our job is to talk to them, and explain to them what it's all about, and have them come to an educated decision. And it's up to them. We can't control how they respond. All we can control is who we talk to. So that that that's the one thing we have power. We can talk to whoever we want to, and and if we don't talk to them, you know what? Like you said, shame on us. Um, the other thing you talked about, yeah, it's these things all bring. And getting back to kids, like kids are not afraid to talk to, not afraid to ask and ask. Like say, you don't want to do it nonstop; it'd be annoying. But it's okay to follow the people, and and kids, you know what? A lot of these things we've learned. We're not born with a lot of these things. Like with fear, we're only born with two fears: the fear of falling, the fear of loud noise. Everything else we learn from our environment. From from our teachers, from our school, from our friends. But the good thing is, and I'll end with this, is we can learn these things as well. So if the hope is not lost, we can definitely make changes, work on our mind, work on our mind, to change our beliefs about things. And uh, to quote that person, that unnamed person you mentioned before, in the end, we have a better way. So yes, sir. Stephen Richardson, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been <laughs> such a pleasure. I always it's enjoy fun, talking brother. to you. <laughs> Always enjoy like, the great wisdom you share and your, your positivity. And it's just so great to be with you. It's great to you know interview on this platform. And before I let you go, my friend, if people want to reach out to you, what is the best way for them to contact you? Well, on any social media platform, Stephen V. Richardson, no space, S-T-P-H-E-N, V is in Victor Richardson. Uh, you can find me on all the platforms. And here's something someone probably has never done on, on your show, brother. Call me, 925-922-9000. That's my number, 925-922-9000. Why in the world, Stephen, would you give your phone number out to the world? Here's what you and I know, Victor. Most people will never call me. That's okay. But that one person who maybe whatever we had a conversation with or maybe they go down a rabbit hole several years later and find this and they want to find out how to contact me you can find just about anybody on there on social media 
but simply call me, text me, say hello. Yeah, and I agree because you just never know. Someone may want to call you or text you. We have a friend on our show. We'll put on his YouTube videos. He's had people contact him because some people may not message you. They may not hit your link, but they see a number. They may call and text. You just never know. There may be people who may not want to message you, but may want to call and text you. So I agree. Make yourself available. So see if you heard, guys. Find him on social media, Stephen V. Richardson, or call him at that number to share with you. And again, it's so great having you on. And uh, thank you for being on the show. And thank you for all the wonderful wisdom you share. It's always great seeing you. And have yourself an amazing day, my friend. Take care. This is my message for you and everybody out there. I love you. I appreciate you. I believe in you. Thanks, brother. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.